Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, timeless wisdom to enrich every day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, Aphorism for July 25th. Regardless how people treat you, determine your... I have to say it again because I read it wrong. Living wisely, living well. Regardless how people treat you, determine your response to them by the criterion of inner freedom. How others behave is their business. How you respond to them is yours. If someone tells you he hates you, will it make you happier to hate him in return? It will be more in your interest to offer him instead your sincere friendship. Swami Kriyananda had a very interesting characteristic, and he himself stated it. He said, my feelings toward others are not determined by their feelings toward me. He sort of stated it. He said he's always been that way even when he was a child. He would make up his mind what his attitude would be, and then other people's behavior would not uh, not cause him to shift his behavior. Now, his, his feeling toward people. I remember in a very long, complicated relationship he had with his own guru bhais, in which unrelentingly they, uh, de- they determined, uh, they did their best to pull him down, to interrupt his work and to make it difficult for him to serve his guru. And they did things that would be called nefarious. They did not behave as honorably as one would have liked to have seen them behave. And as it gradually came out over the course of many years and through litigation and many things that happened, At a certain point, Swamiji said, I still love this particular person, but I no longer respect her. It was a very interesting comment. His his heart didn't change because his heart heart was once given in friendship. And and here's another part of that. But that person's behavior itself communicated to Swamiji the value system that they were operating under. And Swamiji couldn't respect that. But to love someone is quite different. He, he loved the person in this sense, which is he always wanted what was best for them. And he was always there to help them move toward what was best for them, if there was any way he could help. He did not rejoice in their suffering. He did not seek their downfall. He did not turn away when any opportunity came to be of value, because he still loved the person. But he saw what the behavior was, and that was that. In another situation similar to that, there was a a woman who had behaved again very, very badly. She had actually been quite disloyal. And disloyalty, Master says, is a very serious offense, especially to be disloyal to Swami Kriyananda in this particular instance when he was the one who brought the person to the spiritual path, who initiated them into Kriya, who was responsible for a great many spiritual blessings in their lives, to be disloyal to him afterwards, it's not a good thing to do. It's not a noble thing to do. 
So the person separated themselves completely from Ananda. And I asked Swami the question, I said, if the person wanted to come back to the community and was sincere in, in repudiating their previous behavior and their desire to live by a higher code of conduct, I said, would you take them back? And Swami said, oh yes, of course. It was interesting. He didn't hesitate for a second. Of course I would. He said, if the, if the re- repentance was sincere, he said, but now I know what that person is capable of. So I would treat them differently. So, so this is what Swamiji is talking about. He's not talking about this kind of naive, no matter how you treat me, I'm always here for you, the kind of, well, the word, there's a popular word for it, it's called enabling. And whether you're actually enabling a full-fledged alcoholic or a drug addict, or you're just enabling a person who has low consciousness and just simply doesn't know what the right way is to treat people. You don't really help them by allowing them to continually do that which is inappropriate without showing them that this is inappropriate behavior. You can love someone and pack up all their belongings into black garbage bags and put them on the front lawn and change the locks of the house. And you can still love the person, but you can recognize this is what needs to be done. So this is where Swami puts it. Even if some person takes a very bad attitude toward you, what we will experience in ourselves is what flows through us. You see, whatever vibration of energy and consciousness flows through us, that's who we are. When you speak of someone as a loving person, what makes them a loving person is that love flows through them. You're a kind person because kindness is what flows through them. You're an angry person because anger is what flows through. And whatever the consequences of that behavior are when it finally meets meets its object, the object of my hate, the object of my anger, the, the power of that vibration is going to be greatest at its source. And if that source is your own heart, your own mind, then the vibration will radi- will, will um, echo the most greatly within you. And the more forcefully you try to throw it at someone else, even by the time it reaches them, they won't receive as much of it as you will receive. So somebody has done something that you think is so despicable, or they have done something that, that they think is so despicable that they hate you, and then if you respond in kind... You've given them the victory, you see. Even just for for the sake of revenge, you know. It's just you've given them the victory because they've pulled you down to their level, whatever that might be. But if you just impersonally see that poor soul, look at you, you're so filled with hate. And incidentally, you're hating me. But that's really quite incidental because... If that person didn't have the capacity to hate, they would never direct it at me. So when he says, give them, Swami says, give people your sincere friendship, that sincerity is based on compassion. It must be terrible to be you. It just must be terrible to be so wrought up like that. Because Swami Kriyananda represented Master, represented Paramahansa Yogananda, and because the original the first organization of masters that he himself founded. After he passed, Swami Kriyananda was 
um, expelled from that organization and ever thereafter considered to be, well, use the word, they use the enemy of the guru. Um, because from the top that position was held, people who were part of that organization who had an inclination to feel that they proved their loyalty by condemning the heretic, you know, in religious works, it happens all the time. I, I show how dedicated I am to my truth because look how much I hate people who are, don't follow my truth. The more you condemn the heretic, the more sincere you are. It's terrible, but it's so common. It, it's not even worth having a response to. It just simply is. So that played itself out, believe it or not, in Master's work. Om Guru, there it is. There were just reasons for it. There were deep karmic reasons. I've written a book called Light Bearer which is the life of Swami Kriyananda, and I did my best to put it in the fascinating, interesting context in which it really lies. But there was this one lesser lesser person who proved his loyalty by disliking Swami. Swami Kriyananda was totally unfazed by this. It's just like, of course, he didn't, uh, he didn't enjoy the fact that some people vilified him in the sense that, well, for a very simple reason, he didn't enjoy it, because it was so bad for them. He felt compassion. He wanted to help people who were spending all their time vilifying. Oh, this is my favorite. Actually, now I just remember my favorite story. I'm going to tell a different one. Um, it, at some point in uh, something, when, when we were in a state of litigation and there were all these really fierce accusations made against Ananda for being this vicious cult with Swami Kriyananda as a leader, for those of you who have heard other podcasts or recordings of mine, I talk about it a lot. Suffice to say, it happened. Ananda was accused of being every kind of terrible cult you can imagine, and Kriyananda of being every kind of terrible cult leader you can imagine. Just leave it there. And a lot of people got on the bandwagon because they like to be self-righteous and tell other people what to do. So there was this gentleman named Michael, who's passed from this world now. I'll just use his first name. Michael was a very erudite individual. He was actually a scholar and a writer and publisher of books and, and the kind of person who liked to be self-righteous and have it over others. And he was just a neighbor. He was, he'd never been part of Ananda, but he'd lived there and he'd sort of been on the periphery of our world for decades. So when all this broke loose, Swami gets this like 10-page single-space letter from this Michael person explaining all the ways in which Swami was just like, you know, basically how did he dare take up any fresh air on the planet given what a scum person he was, enumerating, and Michael liked to earthy language, so in very earthy terms, page after page after page of this. <laughs> and Swamiji gets this letter, and I presume he read most of it. I don't really know whether he needed to. You, you got the gist. You could read the first line of every paragraph. And then he writes back to Michael, Dear Michael, he said, I know who you are, but I have to say, I think if I ran into you on the street, I wouldn't even recognize you or know who you are. He said, I'm very touched that you're so concerned about my well-being, that you're thinking so deeply and writing so completely about it. I have to say, Michael, in all these years, I've never given you a thought. Sincerely, Swami Kriyananda. <laughs> Just perfect. It's like, what does it matter? You know, he, he, Michael was acting out his own drama. It had nothing to do with Swami. It had absolutely nothing to do with Swami. Michael, I haven't thought of you in all these years, not once. 
And, you know, how kind of you to be so concerned about my well-being. Of course, Michael wasn't concerned about his well-being. You know, but what difference does it make? And, and, you know, in all of our lives, we always get to ask ourselves this question. So somebody did something and I, and, you know, or I did something and it created a response in them. What do I do now? You know, it's just not, it's not automatic. It's not automatic that I have to respond in the same way. I remember a time um, when I was sort of just beginning to understand this because sometimes I would find myself being a bit angry with someone and almost always it turned out that they were angry at me. And I was receiving that vibration and it was touching the same vibration in me. But when I gradually began to see that and realized I don't have, I'm not upset with this person, even if they're upset with me, what difference does that make? Either there's something I need to learn from it and let me learn it, but to respond in kind, who suffers? Because also, if, if, such a, if a person is able to give hate or able to give anger or whatever it is that they're giving, they are vulnerable to that vibration. And if, if, if you care at all about them, you don't want to give that vibration back to them. So that's what I realized when a person was angry at me and I became impatient with them in return. Oh, it's, I'm vulnerable to this. You know, it's, I wouldn't have initiated it, but when they initiate it, I respond. And that, I mean, I, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful to discover that because that's not who I want to be. But imagine if somebody's directing strong energy toward you, you give them some, you fuel it. Is this friendship? Is this helpful? Is this the kind of karma you want to build for yourself? You see, just, I mean, even, I don't want to use the word selfish because that which liberates us from ego is not selfish. So to take that action which helps us to transcend limitation is not selfish, it's divinely unselfish. So let people feel as they will. And believe me, this is not always easy because we're vulnerable. But the extent to which we have even the slightest temptation, what to speak, sinking into responding in kind, that's one more reason to be deeply grateful to whoever is projecting that energy to you. Because all of a sudden you find out, oh look, I can both receive this and send this. I've got a lot to learn here. Thank you. Thank you for showing me. Thank you for showing me my limitations. And or you poor soul, what can I do to help you? And the the first way you start is by not receiving it. Now, also, there's one more point on this. You don't necessarily... When somebody's being highly negative towards you in any way, and you feel that energy, and this sounds odd, don't pray for them. (laughs) Give them to God. Ask God to take care of them, but don't attune yourself to them. And so this is a very important part of it. Love them from a distance. Swamiji had the power to be completely calm in the face of negativity. But many of us don't. So don't try to convert the person with your love. Because if you put yourself on their wavelength, if their negativity is stronger than your positivity, you will open yourself to it. It will either awaken it in you, or their negativity will weaken you. So be a sincere friend by blocking them. And just say, you know, Divine Mother, you take care of them, and then leave it at that. That's a very, 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 very important part of this. And we have to have the self-honesty to realize, I can't convert this person. I'm too vulnerable. Or I can't convert this person because they're just too much bigger than me. It's just as simple as that.
So, regardless how people treat you, determine your response to them by the criterion of inner freedom. How others behave is their business. How you respond to them is yours. If someone tells you he hates you, will it make you happier to hate him in return? It will be more in your interest to offer him instead your sincere friendship. God bless you. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners. So if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.